Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I'm reading Job chapters 26, 27, 28 from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. In chapter 26, Job gives a reply uh, to his castigating friend uh, that God's majesty is unsearchable. In chapter 27, Job maintains his integrity and in chapter 28, uh, Job comes back to a resounding affirmation of his faith in God, uh, which is where wisdom is found. And um, I thank you for joining me in this process, and I'd like to begin right now. Let us begin, Job chapter 26. Then Job answered, How you have helped one who has no power. How you have assisted the arm that has no strength. How you have counseled one who has no wisdom and given much good advice. With whose help have you uttered words and whose spirit has come forth from you? The shades below tremble, the waters and their inhabitants. Sheol is naked before God, and Abaddon has no covering. He stretches out Zaphon over the void and hangs the earth upon nothing. He binds up the waters in his thick clouds, and the cloud is not torn open by them. He covers the face of the full moon and spreads over it his cloud. He has described a circle on the face of the waters. At the boundary between light and darkness, the pillars of heaven tremble and are astounded at his rebuke. By his power, he stilled the sea. By his understanding, he struck down Rahab. By his wind, the heavens were made fair. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. These are indeed but the outskirts of his ways, and how small a whisper do we hear of him. But the thunder of his power, who can understand? Now we move on to Job chapter 27. Job again took up his discourse and said, As God lives, who has taken away my right, and the Almighty who has made my soul bitter, as long as my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak falsehood, and my tongue will not utter deceit. Far be it from me to say that you are right. Until I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. I hold fast my righteousness, and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach me for any of my days." May my enemy be like the wicked, and may my opponent be like the unrighteous. For what is the hope of the godless when God cuts them off, when God takes away their lives? Will God hear their cry when trouble, when trouble comes upon them? Will they take delight in the Almighty? Will they call upon God at all times? I will teach you concerning the hand of God. That which is with the Almighty I will not conceal. All of you have seen it yourselves. Why then have you become altogether vain? This is the portion of the wicked with God, 
and the heritage that oppressors receive from the Almighty. If their children are multiplied, it is for the sword, and their offspring have not enough to eat. Those who survive them the pestilence buries, and their widows make no lamentation. Though they heap up silver like dust and pile up clothing like clay, they may pile it up, but the just will wear it, and the innocent will divide the silver. They build their houses like nests, like booths made by sentinels of the vineyard. They go to bed with wealth, but will do so no more. They open their eyes, and it is good. Terrors overtake them like a flood. In the night, a whirlwind carries them off. The east wind lifts them up, and they are gone. It sweeps them out of their place. It hurls at them without pity. They flee from its power in headlong flight. It claps its hands at them and hisses at them from its place. And now to chapter 28, the mm -hmm. interlude, where wisdom is found. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place for gold to be refined. Iron is taken out of the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Miners put an end to darkness and search out to the farthest bound, the ore in gloom and deep darkness. They open shafts in a valley away from human habitation. They are forgotten by travelers. They sway suspended, remote from people. As for the earth, out of it comes bread, but underneath it is turned up as by fire. Its stones are the place of sapphires, and its dust contains gold. That path, know, that, that path no bird of prey knows, and the falcon's eye has not seen it. The proud wild animals have not trodden it. The lion has not passed over it. They put their hand to the flinty rock and overturn mountains by the roots. They cut out channels in the rocks, and their eyes see every precious thing. The sources of the rivers they probe, hidden things they bring to light. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Mortals do not know the way to it, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, and silver cannot be weighed out as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Golden glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of crystal. The price of wisdom is above pearls. The crystallite of Ethiopia cannot compare with it nor can it be valued in pure gold. Where, then, does wisdom come from? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and Death say, We have heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands the way to it, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he gave to the wind its weight and apportioned out the waters by measure. When he made a decree for the rain and a way for the thunderbolt. Then he saw it and declared it. He established it and searched it out. 
And he said to humankind, Truly, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. And thus we end the reading of the 26th, 27th, and 28th chapters of the book of Job. I'd like to offer some questions for your reflection. Number one, what is your overall impression of these three chapters, which incorporate remarks by Job? We've heard Job uh, expound upon where wisdom is found, which ultimately is with God. We have heard Job maintain his integrity in chapter uh, 27. And in chapter 26, Job talked about God's majesty is unsearchable. And so my question to you is, what is your impression of these three chapters? I'd like to conclude now with a prayer. Gracious Master and our God, grant us a clarity of spirit, a clarity of thought, a clarity of faith. Help us, O Lord God, in our own lives to be more faithful to you, more kind, more loving to our neighbor. Help us, O Lord God, to press on in faith, even when we cannot understand uh, the tragedies of life, the bad things that happen in life. Help us, O Lord God, to grow in faith, to follow you day by day, night by night. And, O oh Lord God, make us your servant until the end time comes. Through Jesus Christ, our rock and redeemer, we pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, located in the heart of Detroit, the very tip-top of the medical center area of Detroit. I thank you so much for listening to this audio reading of the 27th, 26th, and 28th chapters of the book of Job. It's really amazing to me. I had a conversation with a person today, a woman who used to work with me and my staff, uh, Renee ba Baker. Uh, her father was murdered uh, by some person he befriended, persons, two men he befriended uh, in his place of work. Her brother uh, was killed in a motorcycle accident and I raised the simple question, how have you maintained your faith in the spite of such tragedies? And she had a very basic answer, which is, surely it's for some reason. I may not know it, but it's for some reason. And I think that's very similar to the attitude of Job. Job did not understand why, but he knew that perhaps somewhere, somewhere. God understood. So that's the uh, word I leave you with today. Tomorrow I'll be reading from Job chapter 29, and I hope that you'll join me. God bless and God keep you. And remember, I am praying for you.